Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Oh, what a day. How's your day been? I had a good lunch. That's a good thing. It's good. What'd you have? Anything good to uh, eat? It was a breakfast for lunch, which always makes me happy. Okay. Omelets? You do, do you do the eggs or do pancakes? Are you like I'm healthy? Not- no, I'm not healthy. No, I I, <laughs> I classically go for the eggs, the bacon, and the hash browns, and so that and the hel- that, that's a healthy lunch compared to like you know you go to Denny's and get waffles with strawberry and whipped cream. Oh, right. No, I didn't have <laughs> cake for breakfast. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do like that occasionally, I can't do that anymore thanks to the gluten bit. Yuck. Anyway. <laughs> nice. Looking forward to. Uh, a, our holiday weekend football season is finally here in in the U.S. Real football, college football, not not that nasty pro football or that kind they play without their hands. Other places, uh, <laughs> you know, the one that actually makes sense being called football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, our kind used to make sense too when they actually could kick it any time they wanted. Mm. When it first started, you could drop kick at any down in any place on the field anytime you wanted. Wow. They, they changed the rules. They didn't change the name. No, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's a very good, uh, very good piece of info. I feel like I've learned some trivia today. All right. Yes. Good. Well, you know, to, to keep all our listeners listening, I guess we should jump right into it because apparently we're well known for not gabbing too much. I'm not sure where they got that from, but anyway. <laughs> I need to fix that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What are the changes to Webmaster Tools? You're on top of this. I am afraid I'm a bit behind on it. At least there's nothing big, as far as I know. But. Well, 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 a month or two ago, they started releasing the, uh, the, new, the new search analytics to everybody, right? So you could go yes. in and, and you could look at the analytics. Um, but they also kept the search queries report, right? So you could go in and look see what the queries were. Well, now they are pretty much rolling out the analytics to everybody and getting rid of the search queries. And some people are not too happy with that because either they built processes or things around the search queries that, that, that's how they do their job. And you can get pretty much all the same information. So I'm not real sure why people are upset about this. Um, I actually, excuse me, kind of like the new version, the, the search analytics a, a lot better. But It is simpler in, in, in yeah. many ways. I mean, you can do way more um, – Deep diving with the the data they give you now in the system. Yeah, absolutely. You can get in a lot. You get a lot more granular with information. You can understand stuff. You know what platforms it's coming off of, where the where it's coming from. It, it makes a lot of sense to me. But um, the the SEM post actually published an article about a workaround right now. I don't know how long this workaround is going to continue to work. But if you go to the SEM post, she has an article right on the front page about the workaround for search queries report, which means you can still get to the old version of it. Um, it's just you have to go through the specific link to get to it. Um, I personally think you should probably try to get used to the search analytics because that, that workaround is not going to last forever. And it's really a much better platform, in my opinion. It is. Yeah. I mean, they've. Uh, I know John Mueller and his team were really, high, uh, really, really digging into that and trying to make it a better service. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm not above believing Google takes away stuff just to make our life a little more miserable. But I think they've done a good job on this particular one. Uh, so far. I, think it just, I think it just makes your life more miserable, Ross, because you're so geared towards doing things the same way over and over again. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> My wife would agree with that. <laughs> things, things can't get better if they don't change. So you got to embrace the change, Ross. Embrace the change. Yeah, I, I'm in this industry because I don't like change. Not. Yeah, see? <laughs> I just don't. There's just certain types of change I don't like. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being an SEO and not liking change? I know uh, a lot of them. A lot of um, them. I mean, a little bit. I, 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 I like changes and how things – I don't know. Well, it's just a little, little details that don't make sense to me to change. That's what annoys me. <laughs> well, well, I know it's kind of off topic, but actually, um, Dave Harry brought this up. He was asking for topics for his Friday um, SEO Dojo chat, and I brought up. I said, "Why don't you talk about the fact that people are templatizing SEO more and more than they used to, and that's just as bad as automating SEO." And what I mean by that is, you build a template and you say, "I'm going to do X, Y, and Z," and that's that's SEO, and you do the same thing for every single client. Those people that rely on that kind of process and that kind of approach to SEO hate change because that means they have to go and change their template right <laughs> that that's that, that's the ones that are probably complaining about this uh webmaster tools changing away and you notice i'm not calling it what search console not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do it no uh, <laughs> fair enough i i, I figure uh um uh, I, i've kind of had to embrace it for my clients so they don't understand what the hell i'm talking about but you don't have to worry about that no not really <laughs> Even if I had clients, I, I would re-educate them. Say, no, no, <laughs> it's webmaster tools. Yeah, just just brainwash them when they see Google Search Console. No, 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 no. that right. says Google Webmaster Tools. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the real experienced and good SEOs still call it webmaster tools. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should teach it in college, and that's how you'll. Yeah, yeah, anyway. ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that workaround was originally from the search engine roundtable. Just so you know, um, she just linked to it in that post. Oh, did she? Okay. Sorry about that, Barry. Yeah. So good stuff uh, for anyone who really, really needs to get around that way, I guess. And um, I, really what it seems to be is like based on what you were just saying, it's probably a lot of the people, like you said, who are automating, but uh, the processes for offshore workers. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because yeah, a lot of them true. are following a script when it comes to, to SEO. And yeah, it would make their life miserable having to change that up and re-educate and et cetera. Because now it's not as simple as just going to a one page. You have to dig for it a little bit. That's very true. I, I recall anyway. That's a good uh, point. Anyway. Now, I thought this was funny. I, I had to let, put it in there. I, mean, I had a bit of humor once in a while because, you know, we're so dry. Um, <laughs> Ashley Madison, everyone's heard about the whole leak and everything. Well, I love that on, on Search Engine Roundtable, the first uh, post today was uh, that it has created a lot of work for SEOs and online reputation managers. I have no flipping doubt. <laughs> so, so explain to me, does this mean that, like, people's names or companies' names are being published specifically related to this and like if you went and searched for somebody who had an account you search for their name you're going to see that in their in the search results for their name because i thought a lot of these a lot of these sites the ashley madison data publishing sites and pages are getting taken down pretty quick because of the the cease and desist lawyer notices that apparently are going out you know a thousand an hour yeah but they can't do much about the the news discussions or just gab or hell anything that's um um, what do you call it, uh, forum-based, you can't touch that stuff. Right. Um, hmm. But the other thing, too, is 
uh, the, we're not talking about the, the dark web either, which is apparently jam-packed with all this data. And they right. can't touch that. Yeah, cease and desist the zone of the dark web. That'd be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's, I mean, got it on their wall somewhere. I mean, I mean th- there's going to be individuals that stand out, like that, that guy from the television show, something Duggar, right? Who's supposed to be, and he's been. They've talked about him in relationship to this thing a lot. That yeah. kind of person is going to need this ORM stuff, uh, online reputation management. I don't think like the st- everyday person is, though. Do you? You know what? I'm just going to try something. I haven't heard anything about it, but I'm going to try are you, outed are you, by are you, Ashley. Are you, are you googling yourself to see if they caught you? <laughs> <laughs> I've already done that. No, oh, right. So outed by Ashley Madison. I just thought I'd see what that quote would give. In uh, Brockton, yes, uh, that, I guess that's the person you're talking about. First outed. Um, yeah. Uh, Islamic preacher right. among latest outed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, I did hear that there's been two suicides that have been attributed to this so far. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Josh Dugar was the one you're talking about. So I don't know who this Brockton guy is. But anyway. I don't know. Me either. Uh, anyway, lots of – it's horrible. I mean, really it is. But the the, the fact that it's it's generated business for the industry, I thought was kind of a – gave me a little tickle. Um, it's <laughs> You know, it's – not a big surprise, although from an SEO perspective, I'm not sure ORMs. Now that makes sense, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a joke in there somewhere about you talking about Ashley Madison, and you said it gives you a little tickle. tickle. Yeah, somewhere well, there's a joke. I wasn't purposeful at all. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not quick enough today. I'm sure. <laughs> um, and, and you know, okay. So let's put that aside. I just thought it was funny, but I've got a question for you. I actually had a really good question from someone today, um, and. I haven't honestly dug into it to find the answer. I'm sure it wouldn't take long, but I thought it'd be a good one for the listeners. It says, um, we're doing SEO setup on a new client, and they've got this domain. Let's say domain1.com. They have an existing site with the same physical address, which uh, is at domain2.com. Now, a physical address, again, being, we're talking about local SEO here, okay? Okay. And verified G+, or Google Plus page for that domain, too. At the moment, they intend on keeping both sites, what do you suggest we do about the, the Google Plus page if we can't change their mind on that? So we're only working on domain one. We have to add a Google Plus page because that's what we do. We're, we're, part, we're doing the local SEO for them. And if they already have uh, – my only answer to that, okay, so far, uh, again, I literally wrote this down as I received it because I thought it was interesting, is that um, we just have to tell them they can't have both sites. Uh, this is, it doesn't make any sense. But then what do you do about that, that Google Plus page that went to the old site? Just change the site, I guess? Well, okay, so they've got two sites. But that's a separate issue completely, right? Why are you <laughs> keeping two sites? Um, if there's a really good business reason to keep two sites, okay, then you have to decide, okay, which site is more important to me as a business? If it's the new site that you're working on, then you just go edit the existing Google Plus page. If it's verified, that means they have access. You go edit that page to point to the new site. If it's not, if your new site's not the most important site and the, the old site is, then you leave it the same and you're going to have to do optimization and let them know, you know, this second site is not going to be the best optimized for local search. Your, your primary site is the one you want to optimize for local search anyway, right? Yeah, and you know what? I, I'll, we can't share the names. Of course, here, but I'll put them on here so you can see what I'm up against here. Now I see what's going on. The uh, this is the second site. 
Our, mm-hmm. uh, the site that uh, they want us to help with is a keyword-based landing page site. Whoops. Um, so I gather the first site, um, which is the keyword-based one that, that they want, <laughs> that we're supposed to be marketing, <laughs> isn't really a good site for this. Yeah, so if you're doing the keyword site and it's a brand new site and it's, you know, and you're just trying to do it because you want to get ranking for keywords, you're 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 behind the boat to begin with. You're you're in trouble from the get-go. You know, as a as an SEO, if you take on this kind of client, you know, you have to understand these things up front, you know. If they're do what what's their reason for this site? Why does it exist and what do they expect to happen if you are successful? Right. So, so in this particular case, they have two websites. One's their business site, and one looks like a marketing site that they're targeting specific keywords. Well, a marketing site is not where you want to do local SEO work. Now, if they're trying to do geo-targeted specific, so not local, not showing up on maps so people can find their locations, but if they want to make sure that they, you know, are getting you know, and this is not the industry Ross shared with me, but let's say they want to do wedding cakes in um, you know Denver, right? And they're trying to get that kind of targeting, not necessarily tied to their physical location, but they want to rank for those terms. Not necessarily the best strategy because you're going to do better if you have a physical location to tie to it. But if for some reason you just, they have to separate them, you're not going to do the, the, the maps local search as well on that marketing site as you would on that corporate site. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And now that I look at this deeper, and, and in this case too, they uh, – um, I don't know. It just in this case, this is a, a partner of ours who's t- take this on, and they want us to help. And I'm just going to have to go back and say, no, <laughs> this is just not how it's done. Which is yeah, going to be wonderfully and, comfortable. <laughs> and if they're a partner, if they're an existing client of yours, my first question would be, who gave you this idea, and why did you listen to them? <laughs> well, and I think what no, it's the partner doesn't know what they're doing. That's the problem. Um, in this case, they're still learning what is good and what isn't for SEO. As much as you tell them, they only learn what they want to learn, right? Um, or remember, I should say, what they want to remember. Um, so in this case, uh, looks like they have them signed. We're going to have to have them change their contract because this is not the kind of thing we can do for them. You tell them we'll do all this local search work, but we'll do it on your main site. That way you'll yeah. get some real traffic and something that's valuable. Exactly. So anyone out there, you know, you're faced with the same issue. Well, hello. Um, only one site. And I, I'm, I'm actually going to call because I've got um, – call Google. I was thinking about uh, calling the Google local support because I've got an intriguing issue where, okay, I find this really frustrating with Google Plus. Every goddamn thing you do seems to give you another Google Plus page. Within, like if you create a, another account or whatever. And we have one. That is, uh, I should have it in front of me instead of just trying to do this on the uh, on the fly here. But um, that is the one that's got the reviews. It's the one that is verified. It's doing well on on Google, and the other one is still there. But it's it's actually the one with all the posts. It's the one that was older, but for some reason it didn't get verified. <laughs> I would love to be able to merge them, but I don't think they allowed to do that yet, do they? Um, that was an issue a while back. For some reason, my my mind is telling me they may have fixed that, but my gut is saying no, they didn't fix it yet. No, so I'm conflicted. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm conflicted. <laughs> I'm not sure whether they fixed that yet or not. I think they did. But then again, my gut says, you're an idiot, John. They didn't fix that yet. So I don't know. <laughs> That's what my gut says, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, in any case, I know many clients who are facing the same issue. So I'd really like to get the answer and just say, you know, no, this is what you do. Because that when, you know, during that time, and maybe you can explain it better because you were you were also more, perhaps a little more deeper into it. When they had so that – I think it was whenever you wanted a YouTube profile or something, they, they would create a whole bloody new profile for you in Google Plus as well. And all of a sudden, there was just too many of them. There was this reason why there was too many of them. And it was a nightmare. I had to get people to shut down ones, keep the other ones open. Sometimes they picked the wrong one. Ugh. And I think a lot of that was – kind of tied to usability errors that Google did when they put the system together. Because if I was to go in as a business and I created this great Google Plus profile for my business, and then I wanted to go create a YouTube profile as well, in most cases, people didn't uh, didn't like – they ended up creating the YouTube profile for themselves using their own account and then um, created it to this business. So it created a new page so instead of creating it through – or using the, the login information from their business account. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you ended up creating multiple versions of things because of the different connect- accounts were disconnected, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and you know what's weird is when I click on, maybe I can send you the link here too so we can both look at this, but um, when I actually click to look at the system in play, I see one of them, no, isn't verified, but it has Google Analytics data, um, it has more followers. So frustrating. And then I look at the one that's verified, which has the reviews, and obviously the one we want to keep going, and it's got no followers or very few. Is, it's is not the one, one marketed. Is, ah. one a, is, is, the, is the one, the new one, is it an actual business account, another business account, or is it set up as a personal account? No, none of them were under personal. But let me just see if there's – I'm actually having difficulty now figuring out which one it was originally with. Because I can't find any identifying info. See, and if you're having problems, Google's going to yeah. have even more because they're not doing it. You know, they're doing it algorithmically. Uh, frustrating. Anyway, just so everyone knows, we get frustrated with this crap too. <laughs> Google is very flawed <laughs> in many cases are, when we do this are, stuff. Are, are you using the royal we, or are you putting me <laughs> in that bucket too? <laughs> I never, I, never, I never get frustrated. I'm easy going. That's uh, true. That's true. You just pawn it off poor employees. No. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, on that note, let's take a quick break and we come back. We've got uh, some more interesting news to share. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. 
Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Google Chrome, seven years old now. So what was the date of that? Because I got a friend who just had a birthday, and I want to make sure, because if he was born the same birthday as Google Chrome, I'm going to give him all kinds of hell. <laughs> Let's see if Google can get that right in their knowledge crap. When? Yeah. With the, exact, <laughs> the, exact, the exact date. Chrome. Really? Please, say, please say September 2nd. It does. Does it? September, September 2nd, 2008. Nice. This is awesome because he's bald too. So, oh, I'm going to have so many good Chrome jokes now. <laughs> Awesome. Nice. This is awesome. <laughs> um, anyway, one thing that occurred to me is I wanted to share a few of the uh, the Google Chrome extensions. That I, I at first I'm a, a Chrome fanatic. I, I love this browser. It, it does have issues, and that does annoy me. But mostly, it is my rock. And when it doesn't work well, my life goes to hell because I run everything through it. Anyways, here are some of the extensions that I like. Uh, first of all, I'm an Evernote fanatic. All the things I do, even with clients, with keywords, all this stuff I save religiously in Evernote and I catalog and categorize it and it can save and, uh, and I can easily search for it. But the other thing too is the um, Evernote plugin will also provide search results within Google. It actually has, it, it takes a portion of your Google results page and includes results from your Evernote profile, which I find handy when I'm doing searches for clients, etc. Um, uh, do you want to sort of go back and forth here? What's your, well, what's your, we can go back and forth, but I, there's only two that I even remember it that I have installed. Um, the one that I use more than anything is tied to majestic majestic SEO has a, a Chrome plugin. And I only use that really when I'm doing um, research into an issue around a site. Cause it's a really quick, easy way to look at an overall backlink profile. So you, you hit the button and it drops down a box. It gives you a quick snapshot of the, the backlink profile of a site. And that's probably the one I use the most. And I use it maybe three times, four times a month. Okay. Yeah. But it's, that, it's, it's handy, especially if you have a, a Majestic SEO account. 
I mean, it still works if you don't um, to give you the snapshot. But if you have an account, you can actually drill in a little deeper right there from your from your browser instead of having to go log into Majestic SEO. Now, what, what's the name of it? Um, I don't know. I just downloaded it from the Majestic SEO site. Oh, I see. So, okay. Yeah, yeah it's tied specifically to the service. Gotcha. I haven't used them for a while. I've actually um, – I use uh, link research tools for that stuff and then a couple other ones too for just raw data. But uh, it's a good one. I have nothing against it. Just haven't been using it. Um, okay. What was the other one? Uh, the other one is – and this one I probably use once, maybe twice a month. Um, and just because I happen to remember I have it is the Moz, the Moz one. Because they've got some, they got a, a halfway decent amount of information. If you just need a quick glance at something, um, you can you can usually see it real quickly. If you're looking at like title tags or metadata, instead of going to the source code, you just hit the Moz plugin and it'll open up and show you that information right there real quickly on whatever page you're on. Yeah, it's 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 a decent snapshot. The yeah. same thing for um, uh, the plugins SEO for Chrome. I find that pretty handy. Um, it it does show a little more data uh, on the metrics for a website. SEO Quake will actually show you the results within the Google search results. So it drops drops it in below every one of the search results. Um, I don't use that very often because I find it really annoying. But when I am doing intensive research and I don't want, and I, I'm, I'm tight on time, I find SEO Quake quite handy because it does sometimes anyway make it easier to, to skim through and find the real winners in, a, in search results. Yep, yep. Oh, I thought of another one I use, um, I, and I, I, I need to reinstall it because I, I rebooted my system and I just reinstalled some and I forgot to reinstall it. And I think the name of it is uh, What Am I Running? I'll get you the exact name, but basically it's a plug-in that when you're on a page or a website, you open it up mm-hmm. and it will just tell you based on what it can find out about that particular website, what server it's on, what the CMS it's running, any plugins or modules that, that, that it can identify. It'll tell you. It basically gives you some background technical information about what that server is running, whether it's a CMS or server, languages, all that kind of stuff. That's pretty handy. I'm the, the name is mis, uh, I forgot it too, but I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's it is handy. Uh, it's pretty much you search for it as it sounds like what it does. Um, what yeah. am I running? It just type that in. I'm sure. You, or what is the site running? Type that in on, and you'll probably find it in no time flat. Um, <clears throat> another one for me, and this is a, a great tip from um, Terry. Uh, what's his last name? Uh, from the SEO Dojo. Terry Horn? Is that right? Um, ah. Pretty close. Close ah. enough. Sorry, Terry. <laughs> anyway, he was mentioning how in YouTube, it's really handy to know what tags are being used, but they took, took, took away that information. So when you're doing any competitive research, you couldn't figure out which, um, what tags a particular video had been, had, or set, had been set for a particular video. Well, there's a tags for YouTube extension you can install and it will show you they'll show you the tags for youtube videos very handy um again this is great for competitor analysis probably one i use the most because i see it's such a cool little program it's free a little extension i mean it's called tab cloud i love this thing um it's it you just log into it whatever if you use google um, which of course if you've got a chrome that's much easier uh google account you just log in with it and it'll save whatever instances of browsers you have open and all the different tabs. So what I do is I, I try and close all the ones I'm not using, just leave the ones I really want to for a particular client. Maybe I'm doing some research, say I've got to run away to another meeting 
or I've got to start another project. And I just save the save all those tabs as a project name. And then when I want to go back to it, I just pick that project in the tab cloud dropdown and bang, it opens up Chrome with all those tabs open again. Very helpful. Really, That's really nice. helpful. Yeah. What I thought you were going to say, which would be really interesting to me, is if there was a, when you said, you said uh, tab cloud, I, I thought you said tag cloud for a second. It would be really interesting if there was a Google Chrome plugin and if someone like knows of one or gets the idea and has one created, I'd like to go to any page on the on a, on, a web, on the web, hit the button, and then have a tag a tag cloud created of the content of that page, right? So I know what the content of that page looks like from a tag cloud perspective, a word cloud. Mm. That would be an interesting plugin because you could really quickly see the targeting and the focus from a content standpoint of a page. Yeah, it would be interesting. I, you know what? I bet there's one already out there. It would just take a little bit of processing on the computer end of things, not like your yeah. computer on your on, on client side, but that wouldn't be much work, you'd think. It, it would. You could do it on your computer because you have to get the content anyway when the when the browser. That's what I mean. It's quest. client side. Yeah. Yeah, it's client side. It'd be interesting. If anybody knows of one, send it over. Put it on our Google Plus community page. If yeah. not, somebody out there create it and send it to me. I'll test it for you. <laughs> there you go. Um, another one is the micro formats. It's called. And this just uh, quickly shows you what microformats are on the page. And uh, I find that really helpful, too, when I'm doing competitor analysis or just checking in audits. Does it, uh, show, you, does it show you exactly which ones or does it tell you which types of microformats? Let me just see here. I've got it on – let me go to one of the pages and see. Oh, where is it? Got to love it when they actually hide it. <laughs> um. I'll have to get back on that. For some reason, it's not showing up when I'm looking at a page. Uh, could be that it's right. yeah. Anyways, uh, that one uh, and well, you took me off my game here. Okay, uh, HTTP headers. <laughs> That's another one I like. Um, again, it, you just click on a little I've cloud been, and it'll show you what the headers were for the page when it loaded. So I, I've installed that and I've used it like twice and I've never used it again because I use RexSwain.com. If you go to Rex Swain, R-E-X-S-W-A-I-N.com, he has a tool called HTTP Header Viewer that is amazing. It's the best way I've ever found to look at HTTP headers because you just put it in the URL and it basically walks you through the process. It'll, But not only does it just show you headers, it'll show you the, the actual code sent back by the server unmodified. So I've there's been plenty of times I've found that where somebody is redirecting a page and you go to a tool like the, the, the header um, plugin that you're talking about, and it says, "Yeah, this was 302 redirected, and or this is redirected, but you can't figure out how they're redirecting. Um, it could be a meta refresh redirect, it could be a JavaScript redirect, but it's not a standard redirect protocol. The Rex Swain tool will show you the code, so you can look at it and you can find the actual redirection, so you can tell your clients what to fix. I, uh, Rex Swain is I, I live and die by Rex Swain. I love that site. Now, for all those people out there, I pity who." Don't know what the hell we're talking about. What is a header? <laughs> it's it's when you're playing soccer and someone hits you the ball <laughs> and you put it in, in a goal with your head. Maybe what you should get for going off in a diatribe like that without explaining it? Yeah. Well, well I went on the technical side. You do the you do the basic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> header information. This is the information that's sent um, very basically. When you go to a page, when you when your browser you type in a URL, goes to a page, certain information is sent from the server. 
Um, and that information well, tells the browser, tells search engines, tells anything that's visiting that URL certain data about the site, whether or not it's a 404, so in other words, an error page, whether or not this is, yes, this is a good site, or yes, this page is active, a 200. Um, that's the most basic amount. But you also get other data like uh, um, whether or not the browser is supposed to cache the data, whether or not the search engines are supposed to cache the data. In other words, keep a copy of it. Yeah. When it expires, um, when it when it was originally created. Server uh, type. Yeah, server type, the language, um, what the cookie is, um, uh, what what compatibility it has for search engines, or not search engine browsers sometimes. Um, the server, uh, sorry, the, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, user agent. Whatever it's delivering. Uh, uh, actually, the user agent is, is sent to the, to the server from the browser. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, because I'm looking at just reading this right off as I was going here. Request headers. Oh, never mind. That's just a request header. Yes, you're right. So, so basically, it's, it's to put it as simply as possible, when a browser requests a page from a server, it sends a request. The first thing the server sends back is the baseline information, which is the header, before it sends the whole page. And um, so that's just the, the foundational information, kind of like the header in an HTML page. You get that stuff first, then you get the rest of the page. Wonderfully um, put. Wonderfully yeah. put. Excellent. Okay. Anyways, that's uh, a handy little plugin I, I do enjoy. HTTP headers, and you can just look that up easily enough and find it. And is there anything else? I don't think so, really. I mean, there's other ones I use, of course, like the web developer extension. I shouldn't forget that. Um, that is uh, one I could not live without when I'm doing serious audits. It allows you to just show headings, just show um, yep. data, uh, all aspects of data on the page, um, uh, highlight certain types of data. I mean, it's really technical, but wow, it's a incredible little data mining tool. Very true. Right. I, I I wish the one thing I wish if we could do figure out how to do it is if Screaming Frog Spider had a way to um, integrate in with Chrome. So because like the one thing you talked about with HTTP tools, the or the the web developer tools is you can go in and you can look at different pieces of the page, right? Which is great if you're looking at one page at a time. What what the Screaming Frog Spider does and a lot of that information, not all of it, but a lot of that information, it collects it across the entire site so you can pair pages against pages. I wish there was a way to do that directly in the browser. But I guess if you have Screaming Frog, you don't have to. But it's it's <laughs> that's what to say. But yeah. also, it'd be pretty processor intensive. I mean, oh yeah, uh, Screaming Frog. Scre- Screaming Frog can suck up a lot of memory. If you got yeah. a big site. Absolutely, no doubt about it. I'm um, really if you if you haven't been using Screaming Frog, it's it's an absolute must have tool for any SEO. Absolutely, yeah. um, and I'm just now starting to really get into writing custom queries inside of Screaming Frog, so you can look for very specific things on pages. Um, I, I don't know if for any of you that used to build websites or still build build websites, sometimes there's a piece of code you put on a page and you put it on bunches of pages. And then you're like, oh, crap, I have to change this one little thing in this piece of code. But now you have to go find it in 100 different pages across 1,000 pages on your website. Well, a lot of web development tools like Dreamweaver will allow you to go in and search for that little piece of code across all the pages of your site and then just show you which pages have it. Screaming Frog does the same thing. 
So if you're looking to see a, a great thing that I like to use it for, I just started using it for this, is to, to make sure that every page of a website has analytics code on it. You can actually go into Screaming Frog, put in this custom query, and look for pages that have the, the UA code for Google Analytics, right? Or, and then you can compare it against the pages that don't. So what happens is now you have a list of pages that don't have analytics on them. So you can make sure that those pages get analytics or you exclude them from your reporting because you're never going to see any reports on those because they don't have analytics. So there's a lot of great things you can do with that custom query tool inside of Screaming Frog that I'm just now personally just discovering. And I'm going kind of a little nutty thinking all the things I can do with it. Yeah, they've actually added some new stuff as well. Um, there's an API access for Google Analytics now. So you can integrate it. Uh, it's nice. a little mind-bending, mind actually. There's so much data you can get out of that. Uh, one thing I should mention, though, uh, I, I got off track, but when you mentioned earlier about Rex Swain, uh, first of all, anyone who wants it, it's R-E-X Swain, S-W-A-I-N.com. Or is it a .org? It's a .com. Did I spell it wrong the first time? Sorry. No, you didn't spell it, I don't think. Oh, so you don't but, listen to me on this show when we're talking, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I try not to, but um, yeah. <laughs> anyways, I do use it all the time, actually, thanks to you years ago when you told me about it. Um, I just like using that header, um, that HTTP header tool in my extensions just for base info. I mean, really base. Um, if I'm ever going to do any real digging, Rex Swain's without question the first thing I use. So, yeah. yeah, highly recommend it. And he's got lots of other stuff there that are quite cool as well in his directory. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I, I hope I hope that never goes away because he, he, I don't think he gets paid for it. I, I think he has an ad on the side, but he built it himself for a long time ago. And he's been giving free access to it for years and years and years now. Um, I, I hope it, he doesn't like go bankrupt and have to turn off his servers or something. I hope it stays around. We're yeah. He doesn't obviously have a counter that's big enough because it says we're only three hundred. We're visitor three hundred and fifty four thousand nine hundred sixty nine since December nineteen ninety five. I think I've used it that many times myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, nineteen ninety five. Well, it certainly is a page that looks like it's from nineteen ninety five, but boy, oh, damn, yeah. heck, it works well. So uh, there you go. So when you go to it, you might think you're on the wrong page or not. It's very basic, but it, yeah, it yeah. does this tr- does the trick. So, so let's take a quick break. We come back. Got a few more pieces. To- SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. 
Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. What's next? Boy, we were talking a lot about Google Chrome, but you forgot the big announcement. <laughs> the percentage? The percentage. They're up to 17.63% of all browsers. I see. I thought they were in at least thirty percent or even high twenties, but that's just I, I actually did too. And it's it's really sad though to, to think that Internet Explorer, with all its variations, still has about fifty percent of the, the the browser share. Yeah, I just, don't, just don't understand. And have I, you have you used you, you said you switched to IE ten? Did you go to the new browser too? Have you used it at all? Yeah, actually, today is the first time i ran into a site that horrifically responded responded horrifically to it um, oh, yeah. in most cases it's good i i have but i barely used it i gotta admit i mean i've used another like a few sites maybe a handful um just actually all i ever use it for is just to um see what a site looks like without being logged in <laughs> that's about it <laughs> see you, you can do that in chrome just by hitting the porn tab the porn view the the porn the- <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> But I Wait, what's, I've what, got enough instances of it open. I'd rather not. What's the real name of that? Um, incognito mode, I think, is what they call it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone's uh, ears perked up. What? What's this? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so this is actually good though, because I don't know if a lot of people understand you can do this. So, if you're at Google and you're trying to evaluate how well a site's doing in search results, and there's two ways to kind of get rid of any personalization because we all know now that personalization is not tied to a specific login they do it you know for everybody that comes to the site right so if you go to the browser you go to google you search for something up in the upper right hand corner there's two little icons one is like a head and shoulders bust of a person the other is a world like the an outline of the world the default is the is the bust of the person and that's personalized let's stop for a sec Uh, i lost you for about 10 seconds I don't oh, know whether or not Brasco did too. Brasco? So this is really interesting. And if if you're if you're new to SEO or you're trying to figure out how to look at search results where they're really clean and, and, and open, there's two ways to do it. One, you can use Google itself. Google has the option to let you look at un 
modified results. So if you're in a search results and you see those two little icons in the upper right-hand corner, um, one's of a head and shoulder bust, one's of like a world, the head and shoulder bust is, is the default, and that's personalized results. Those, those results are modified based on browser history, usage history, all that kind of stuff, geolocations, all that kind of stuff. The other one, the world, is unfiltered results, meaning it's not going to apply any of those personalization things, though it does still apply some geo-specific targeting to the results. Um, you can go in there and you can see basically unfiltered results. But the, another way you can do it in Chrome, there's the incognito mode. And yes, they call it porn mode for some because it doesn't save any history on your machine. It doesn't save anything in cache. It doesn't save anything in your browser history, none of that stuff. But it also acts as a brown, brand new instance. Um, so when you go to Google, it's like you've never been there before. So no personalization, nothing that you've ever done on your machine before will have any impact on it. So if you do the incognito mode plus the little world, you've got really, really clean results. Excellent. Yeah, it's very handy. And uh, if you're doing web development, it's particularly handy, especially if you've got a, you're seeing something that, uh, let's say your designer said he, he changed some uh, formatting on a page. But when you load it and you reload it, reload it, refresh it, nothing's happening. It doesn't seem to be changing, but he insists it's online. Try looking at it in incognito mode and dime almost all the time. It, it, it will show you what he's seeing. Yeah. Um, it just sometimes those caches are so persistent it's annoying. But using yeah. incognito, it will clean all that up for you, and you'll, you'll really yes. see what's going on. Well, you know the other thing that's happening around Chrome right now that's actually more interesting than its birthday or market share is Google is adding. I don't know if they have or they're going to add um, a function that's basically people are saying is going to kill Flash once and for all. We all know Flash needs to die, but this they say this is the the final nail in its coffin. Basically, the Chrome browser is no longer going to autoplay Flash. Now, this means a couple things. One, there's still a ton of of banner ads and um, movies and things that rely on Flash that they're done in Flash because they because they're that's the way they've always done it but they auto play so a movie comes it auto plays a banner comes up it auto plays and a lot of advertisers really really rely on that feature and it's it's going to be an issue now from flash they're going to have to switch to html5 if they want things to auto play um so that's going to be a real problem for for flash and tied to the advertising industry and i don't know if that means like if you have flash navigation if you actually have to click something to make the navigation work I'm not sure how this autoplay thing works on things like like Flash navigation or, or or Flash pieces of Flash that are embedded in a page that are just part of your design. If you have to click on something to make those work or show properly, it's really going to kill kill it. Wow, interesting. Well, Flash has always kind of been on the out over the last few years, so it's it's good to see. Uh, well, at least that they're making some movements there. Whether or not it's the smart one, I don't know. Uh, I know Flash has some had some good applications. At least I've been told so. So uh, <laughs> I, I hope it there's, hasn't hurt too many people. I'm, I'm not sure there's anything that you could do in Flash that you can't do in HTML5 now, right? Huh, so so if, if there is, I'm sure it's going to happen in HTML6. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There you go. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, everyone. I hope you uh, enjoyed the show and got lots out of it. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. You can also email me via ross at stepforth.com if you have any questions. John doesn't like to get contacted, so I'll leave him out. 
Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.